0: Welcome back to the CDI podcast. Uh, This is Dylan Edgel, Assistant Director of the Center for Community and Economic Development. Um, And I just wanted to uh, introduce the show and also let everyone know about the Community Development Institute. Um, So this is a three-year training program that we put on um, at UCA, uh, all about the principles of community and economic development. Um, This year it will be August 3rd through 7th, and you can sign up now on our website.
1: And this is Shelby Fiegel, Director of the Center for Community and Economic Development at the University of Central Arkansas. So we're really excited about the guests that we're bringing on, Dr. Leslie Graybeal, the Director of Service Learning and Volunteerism in the Division of Outreach at the University of Central Arkansas. Hey, Leslie. Hey. So, Leslie, today we just want to have a really informal conversation with you about, you know, who you are, what you do, um, and maybe even ask you for some tips about what you're doing to keep your time productive in this kind of crazy state that we're in nowadays. So to get us started, let's just talk a little bit about your background, um, your educational background, kind of how you got to UCA and the position you're in today.
2: Sure. Um, so, I'm originally from Augusta, Georgia, uh, actually from Evans, Georgia, but it's Augusta. Uh, and I went to the University of Georgia uh, for English, was my uh, undergraduate, and I, I did a bachelor's and a master's uh, in English. And then I got really interested in uh, education, and I did my uh, PhD in social foundations of education, which is kind of a cool mix of sociology and philosophy and history of education uh, in the United States, Um, and so as part of that, my dissertation focused on uh, learning more about what community organizations were doing um, to educate people in their own communities, Uh, so I had always been really interested in uh, museums and the way that museums are sort of like this institution of knowledge in the community and people really trust what museums have to say. Um, but there are all these little uh, community museums all over the country where communities can kind of take their own uh, you know, leadership role in deciding what is uh, really trusted knowledge that their community members can, can learn. And so um, I worked with a, an American Indian group in North Carolina Um, called the Okanichi Band of the Saponi Nation, and they had created their own community museum, which was a historic reconstruction uh, of how the people in their tribe had lived uh, throughout time. So they had some stuff that was like really old, like pre-contact kind of reconstructions, as well as all the way up to, um, you know, the late 1800s tobacco farming kind of uh, work. And it was just their way of being able to share with the community uh, their culture that they felt had been kind of written out of the official textbooks and to kind of reclaim some of that, um, you know, ability to be an authority on their own uh, history and culture. So um, anyway, that's kind of like boring and and random, uh, but that's my education background. And uh, as part of that, I got uh, into service learning um, and learning about how uh, higher education institutions in particular can um, get students involved in the community, um, and that the ways that students can use those community experiences to learn and practice the
1: skills that they're learning uh, in their degree programs. So I think that is amazing. <laughs> and that was a really cool intro into how you have developed over the years this passion for service learning and, Um, taking students at UCA and bringing them into service learning and educating them about what service learning is and why it's important. I know a big component of your job is civically engaging students and creating good citizens. Can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Sure. Yeah. So one of the the things that is uh, a really cool part of my job is that I'm what's called the campus champion at UCA for our chapter of a national organization called Vote Everywhere. Um, and Vote Everywhere is, um, it, it's so it's, it's a national organization and uh, campuses all over the country have uh, small teams uh, that of students with one uh, campus champion who's a faculty or a staff member um, who just kind of helps them and supports them in their work. But it's really student-led um, and so we have two uh, student ambassadors for that group at UCA. Um, maybe they'll be on this podcast sometime, uh, Greta Hawker and Javier Hernandez, who have both worked with you. Uh, but they're they're really amazing, and um, they kind of take the leadership role in um, developing a plan uh, for each semester for how to engage uh, students in voter uh, registration drives, in voter education. Um, just, you know, making sure that students understand how they can vote, where they can vote, um, you know, the deadlines to get registered, what issues are going to be on the ballot, the importance of voting. Um, and so, so it's really focused on kind of voter, uh, issues. Um, and so that's kind of our main, um, civic engagement, uh, program at UCA. And it's a really great program, um, you know, and especially for just engaging student leaders, um, they're they're also really great about kind of developing these coalitions with other student organizations on campus and they're able to do a lot of great work because they're a nonpartisan organization. And so a lot of student um, political organizations are going to be partisan, um, which is totally fine and a great way for students to develop their skills. Um, But a nonpartisan organization is able to bring those together um, and, you know, help them all to, you know, coordinate voter registration efforts, uh, coordinate things like a party at the polls that'll draw students to the polls. Um, So yeah, that's, That's kind of the um, the voter engagement piece of that, but civic engagement also means a lot of things to a lot of people, Um, and so it also can mean um, just engaging in volunteer work. So we support that as well, Um, and you know it can mean a variety of things that happen in and out of the classroom. Um, I think a lot of folks in higher education um, definitely see higher education as a very holistic space in which you know students are learning in different ways at different times, Um, and so we just try to support. Students learning about uh, their role as citizens and understanding how, uh, you know, their actions as part of a community make a difference, uh, whether they end up staying in Conway or, um, you know, going back to places that they come from throughout Arkansas and throughout um, the region.
0: That's awesome. Um, and I, I was going to ask also how you decided on um, kind of this service learning, right? You, you, your educational background is in uh, English. Um, you studied museums. So how did you kind of bridge that um, from from your educational background to kind of service learning?
2: Yeah. Um, so one of the other things that I was involved in um, during my graduate program was um, an educational partnership between the University of Georgia and a number of universities in Tunisia. Um, so that was also, I got into it kind of um, just, just randomly. Um, there was a faculty member in engineering who, um, she was from Tunisia. And so she had these uh, partnerships. And it was actually a really cool time uh, because it was before uh, the Arab Spring, because um, I'm old. And um, <laughs> it, so it was this time when um, the Tunisian government um, you know, was not as democratic as it is now. Uh, but the, the people uh, in Tunisia and these higher education institutions were really interested in um, civic engagement and democratic ideas. Um, and so she had um, uh, this partnership with these organizations um, that was a service learning partnership. And so um, students and faculty from the University of Georgia collaborated with students and faculty at these institutions in Tunisia on these civic education projects where they were producing art and, um, uh, you know, writing and just different um, different kinds of um, media about what it means to be a citizen. Um, and so that was kind of my first um, professional exposure to service learning was just providing um, some of the administrative uh, and research support for that uh, that set of partnerships as a graduate assistant. Um, And so that was kind of how I got interested in service learning um, and became exposed to it for the first time. And then um, my first job out of graduate school was teaching uh, in the English department at a community college in North Carolina um, at uh, Wake Technical Community College. It was a great community college. Um, and we were launching a service learning program there, and my department chair knew that I um, was a busybody and looking for other stuff to do besides teach English classes, and so she said, "Would you like to help, um, you know, spearhead this service learning program?" Um, and I said, "Of course, that sounds amazing." Um, and so, so that was kind of my. Uh, second professional, uh, foray into service learning was just, uh, getting that program started and, um, just establishing some of the foundations of that program and, um, you know, partnership procedures and, um, helping, uh, faculty learn more about service learning and just what it, what it means to implement service learning in the classroom. And that's what, a lot of what I continue to do now at UCA.
1: So Leslie, I really think that what you were just talking about really ties into, um, Another question I have for you, which we try to take um, what our guests share with us and apply it to communities, because we work directly with communities all across the state of Arkansas. So what do you think is a way that community leaders can engage with students and um, engage with them in a way that benefits their community. Can you talk a little bit about that and how you would suggest community leaders or even nonprofit organizations capitalize on university resources?
2: Yeah, that's an excellent question. And that's, that's a huge part of uh, what I think about just on a day-to-day basis. So, um, you know, I think college students are just a really great uh, asset, that communities that are, you know, located near a college have, um, whether it's, you know, university students or community college students. Um, And students bring a lot of energy uh, to organizations. Um, They bring different areas of expertise. And what I hear most from the nonprofit community partners that we work with is that college students bring a different perspective um, and they bring different networks. So, a lot of community leaders, I'm sure, um, you know, ask themselves how they can engage like a younger demographic, um, how they can make their communities attractive to, um, you know, younger people, make them want to stay there uh, or move there. Um, And so, volunteer engagement is a big part of that. Uh, College students really want to make a difference. I mean, I think a lot of people do, Um, and so, but college students, um you know, in my work with them, I see a lot of that um, and a lot of the ways in which college students want to, regardless of the career that they're trying to go into, um, they want to be able to do something meaningful and make a meaningful contribution um, to the world and to their communities. And so I think being able to promote volunteer opportunities, having a local network of nonprofits, who are able to share those volunteer opportunities um, in a way that is visible and easy for students to access um, is really great. And, um, you know, I think just having uh, ways that college students can um, develop their own awareness of what's going on in the community, what the needs are, um, and how they can get involved. Uh, because they can spread that awareness as well to their networks, and you know, when students get really excited about something, um, it really can you know take off. So um, I think that's kind of the the principles that we follow um, in higher education when we're working with students is that we want to empower students as leaders um, and give them uh, kind of things that they can take ownership of, and the more ownership they're able to take, then kind of the more successful that, that will be. Um, But I think something that I um, talk to faculty and nonprofit partners about a lot is that, um, you know, we also have to like manage our expectations when working with college students. So, um, you know, there are there are academic timelines. Uh, We might have ideas for how students could get engaged with something. But if it's going to be like part of an academic class, there's usually a huge lag time on that, like, you know, six months or a year. Um, or maybe two years because this particular class is only offered like once every two years. So, um, so we have to like be able to work with those um, kind of academic timeline restrictions, um, and then also be aware that anytime we're engaging students um, as volunteers, especially in kind of more skilled areas, like if um, you know we want to get students involved in managing the social media of a nonprofit, or um, you know, in uh, planning an event. Uh, that those are skills that they're still developing as well. And so they may have some additional expertise that an organization doesn't currently have volunteers uh, doing, but, um, you know, to also provide some uh, ways for those students to develop uh, those skills and and to not expect that somebody is like a professional, right? Um, So, so I think if um, communities and nonprofit organizations are willing to um, be flexible and uh, engage with students in a way that um, supports their learning um, and 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 also are willing to take on an educator role themselves. They're really kind of co-educators. Um, then it's it's a great opportunity to engage with students as volunteers.
0: That's awesome. I think that's really, really good advice, and I totally agree that you know college students have so much energy. and if you're able to kind of harness that, Uh, you can get a lot done for your community. Um, So I really want to thank Leslie for coming on today. Uh, Learned a lot, really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show, Leslie. We're so glad to have hosted you today.
0: On upcoming episodes, we are going to feature CDI graduates and participants, community partners, and community and economic development experts from across Arkansas and the Mid-South. We hope you join us next week on the CDI Podcast.